Untamed, exploring the Texas coast. From Sabine to South Padre, we plan and execute the most exciting and authentic coastal experiences Texas has to offer, including fishing, paddling, surfing, and camping. Brought to you by Untamed Out. You can listen to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer is heating up, and you have got to hit the Texas coast right now. Hook up your boat, jump in your truck, and head over to Rockport to explore the flats, the bay, or even go offshore like we just did. Using Fish Camp Rockport as our base camp, we were able to have the boats hooked up and ready to roll out to the ramp in the morning. No waking up at 3 a.m. to be at the coast by sunrise, just grab the coffee and go. Fish Camp Rockport is the perfect base camp for any adventure. Go to www.untamedout.com to book your stay today. I'm Captain Travis Power of Lone Star Guide. And I'm your host, Elliot Barr. And we're back for the fifth episode and going strong. Um, Also, we just got back from a huge week, like an owner's family retreat at Fish Camp, right? Fish Camp Rockport. All caps, owner's weekend. (laughs) Yeah, that means seven kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. We had a great weekend. I think everybody had a great weekend. Well, and that, and we were there because one, that's where the fishing trip was that we're going to talk about fishing in and around Port A. And two, we got a lot of cool new stuff done, right? But um, first off, what's new with you, dude? Well, um, I've got, like I talked about in the past, the garden in the backyard. We got two squash zillas out of that garden. I came back from Port A. And came back and looked at the garden. We got a storm that rolled through here, I think Friday or Saturday. Must have dumped a bunch of rain, and I don't know where those squash came from, but they're huge, and we're going to eat them for dinner tomorrow. (laughs) You mean you didn't have a squash, and then you came back? We had had little baby squash, (laughs) and then it was a full-grown, mature squash. So, yeah, I don't know how the whole garden thing works, but I think I'm, I'm enjoying it more than Emily um but yeah other than that we um my wife's a teacher and home for summer so the honeydews spike in the summertime and uh she's painting a a room in the house so i had to help with getting some stuff set up for that uh while i you know continued my day job only one room yep yeah which room is that the master or i guess they call them the primary room now (laughs) <laughs> is that oh, don't get me dude <laughs> clueless when it comes to that stuff um well that's cool man i yeah. mean that sounds good what about you oh dude i had to i i've i have switched gears and i spend non-stop man i've had a day i've got two days i think actually and and i'm switching over to run some navigation trips and i just um just going full tilt man i like to do a good job i'm super excited about the people that i'm taking out and and yeah so i've been i've totally i'm I'm rethinking how i do all my nav trips what's a nav trip uh good job podcast hoster um yeah right on dude navigation trips they are i they're basically where um a client can say hey like i've got a boat I don't really know what to do with a boat. Can you show me how to do stuff with the boat? And I'm like, yeah, dude, for sure. And I love them. I love them because, one, nothing's more frustrating when you're trying to share the bay with a whole bunch of people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? I've been there. And, two, that kind of lets me mold them into the ways that I use the bay, right? And so it's a huge head start for these people, right? You know, I've got you know, the last 10 years of, you have real focus, right? Not just growing up on the bay too, but, but I mean, we can condense it down to like three hours, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, dude, we, we, I mean, from everything, man, I mean, it could even be like, how do you get the boat off the trailer, which I'm happy to help that too. Right. Cause I mean, we sat through a line right at con, oh, yeah. you know? And so I can be like, Hey, like, this is what I do launch a lot of boats by myself you know if you're by yourself you can do it like this if not you can you know this is it you know or even backing up a little bit we can even get into like what do you need on the boat you know 
And um, and that's important too because I got stopped by the Coasties twice. Yeah, this last weekend, and um, super appreciative for everything they do. I mean, it was cool. My kids loved it. They were with me, right? So they got to see a bunch of dudes in uniforms, you know, like, and um, you know, everything checked out. I had all my stuff, right? right. And uh, but yeah, I can, I can help out. I don't want liability, right? You know what I mean? I tell them like, hey, you got to make sure you understand the laws and you understand everything too. But start to finish, man, we can get the boat in the water and show you how to how to drive the boat. You know, just like what the different stuff does, what trim tabs, man. People don't always know like how to use trim tabs, right? We can go over all of that, but mostly people want tracks. Yeah. That's, so you're talking full A to Z, but... You get someone who's got a boat, like me when I moved up here, got a boat, know how to run it, but uh, really not familiar with the area. And, uh, you know, people looking for specific um, specific ways to uh, run a boat in a certain area and not lose a lower unit. Uh, exactly. That That's it, man. The tracks are the warm and fuzzies, right? You know, right. people... People want to track. And, uh, and I get it. I do, too. I mean, even when I... I mean, I go somewhere new, I'll call a friend and be like, hey, let's let's take this out. Let's run it together. Let's do something. Um, I try to, to I, on the trips, I try to show them that like, hey, like you, you can't rely on these tracks, right? They're not the end all be all. Right. Like you got to look at the water. You got to read the conditions. This is how you navigate. And, and honestly, that's why I enjoy teaching people to wade fish you know i enjoy teaching navigation trips too and they're a lot of fun but but man i'm rethinking every way i do it um i previously when i've done these i it's kind of been winging it yeah right you know i'd be like yeah dude i'll do it we'll run it after a fishing trip you know we'll meet up and we'll do it and i'll I'll just kind of fill the person out from there and really I mean, it's still good. You know, we run everywhere, all the main thoroughfares. You know, we'll do stuff like that. Maybe give them, you know, figure out how they like to fish. Give them a couple pointers, a couple areas to start off before they branch out and stuff. But I want to do a better job, man. So I really got in the weeds. (laughs) Like, as soon as we got back from fish camp, man, I'm like, dude, I can do a better job. Like, I'm going to turn it up a notch. And I want to make sure that these people, that everybody kind of knows, like, hey, like, like, what should I have on the boat, right? You know, that's pretty simple. We can give some guidelines. I can go through that stuff and, you know, I can be like, this is what I carry on my boat and this is why, right? Right. And then, too, before we even get in the water, it's like, dude, let's put the track on the boat. So, I mean, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been doing, man. I've been pulling all of my waypoints, all of my tracks, everywhere I've run, and I've been putting them into little nice and neat packages that I can put them on an SD card before we run it, I can put it on there and I can show and I can explain it and then we'll go run it. So that, so that, that's, I, I think that's going to be a better experience, man. I think we're going to, that way everybody can see, Hey, these, this is the main tracks that I think you need to have. Right. And if we don't cover everything, Hey, you still got it. Right. If we get off, you know, me, if I get sidetracked, we might start fishing or just doing something else. You still got all the tracks. But also, too, you'll be able to see it, and then we'll run it. And and I'm really hoping that that's going to be a better experience. So you talk about data, man. I've got memory cards. From, every time I get a new GPS, I never migrate my stuff, right? Because yeah. it fills up, right? Right. You know what I mean? I just start over from scratch, right? And so, like, old memory cards, I think, like, three different phone apps before I settled on Onyx, like... You know, I've been, like, putting all this stuff together. And, yeah, dude, that's where I'll be, man. Heading out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to run everything, double-check it myself probably two or three times. Um, I think maybe it, maybe one trip. And then I've got some nav trips. And super pumped about them, man. I think it's going to be a lot better job. And I just I hope that if I set it up the right way, that'll let me be, like, a better resource for adding on to it too you know so maybe if they call me right hit me up in the future i'll already know like hey like this is where they're you know this is the area that we're comfortable with like here's a good way to expand right right yeah and that's the main thing i think is 
Um, starting with something you're comfortable with and branching off from there, hitting different shorelines, getting out, waiting, understanding what, what is in the area and then, you know, making your own routes from there. Well, for sure. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how, that's how it's done. Right. And, and I'm just thinking too, cause I've even started that is taking some of my paddleboard tracks. Yeah. You know? And like show how those can meet up with some of the boat tracks. Cause that's, I had a, a, um, guy asking about that too. And, um, and yeah, you know, that way too, I can be like, Hey, like this is the area. I know you can get your boat there. The next step is you can bring a paddleboard there. Right. right. And, uh, and, and, and I think that'll let me, um, you know, anything that I think can bring quality to the bays is worth it. Cause that's where I spend most of my time. Right. And, and that, that's my whole goal is just making it a little better. I, I know people can get nab trips for like two or 300 bucks. Right. I just, I just can't imagine those being worth much. Right. Like I think a nav trip should be the same price as a fishing trip or not, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're getting a nav trip from a guide, like make sure you're getting something valuable out of it. Like right. if you just, if he just hops in your boat, cruise around the middle of the bay cruises well or 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 maybe he even you know run some decent tracks if you don't understand it they're worthless man i mean yeah. you can't you can't stay 10 like 10 feet on that track the whole time right so you got to understand like where's where's the drop-offs you know where's the channels where's the reefs you know so i don't know man I, i'm kind of super excited about it. i want to do a real good job and i guess that's that's what's new with me. <laughs> pretty pretty one-dimensional if you ask me, but that means I'm getting right back out to the coast and um and I I guess um that other thing is a new stand-up paddleboard. So I think when I'm running these nav trips, I'm going to bring my new paddleboard with me too and maybe run some of those. Yeah, that's right. Um well, I think uh, you heard it first here. If you want an app trip, you got to reach out to at uh, Lone Star Guide and um and and get set up with that hey for real man hit me up because right now rockport runs this past port a but i i've had fun looking at all my old cards you know yeah so obviously want to do matagorda and galveston as well so yeah dude hit me up if i know that hey there's more demand in galveston dude that's where i'll go absolutely um so you you touched on it a little bit as to what we did this weekend with the family and everything at um fish camp rockport um you know we we added uh i think my favorite thing we added to the property was a new fire pit we had a a fire pit there that um kind of was a temporary but we've we've uh, rocked in and and stoned in uh, 36 inch fire pit that uh, is going to be there for the life of the property. I think the way we built it, dude, I like it, man. And, uh, and yeah, that was, uh, man, that little video fire pit was a lot of work. And, and I know like doing the 11th hour, I like threw all your plans out the window. I saw that look when we were at Lowe's, right. And you're like, Hey, which color, like you can pick out the color. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no problem. How about I pick out the type, the size, the shape, and everything different than you're planning for? <laughs> oh, I'm used to it. No, it's great. We um, we did the same uh, same type of uh, fire pit design, just different stone. And, uh, yeah, it looks great. I mean, we even got to test it out one night. And, uh, yeah, everybody loved it. Oh, I, I like it. It's super solid. You know, I think it's going to be really... It's going to get used a lot. It's going to let us, now that we have a dedicated fire pit, right? Because before our fire pit was also the cooking area. Yep. It's going to let us expand that cooking area, which I think is going to be super cool. We got to get that grill made that we've been having made for like the last six months. But, I mean, it's just another, you know, another 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 stepping stone, right? Yeah, like another it's just great adding, addition. Yeah, it's adding stuff, so... I think that we did the fire pit. What else did we do? Our grass is growing. You know, oh, yeah. people said that we couldn't go grow grass on that sand, <laughs> our white, white sand that we have. But Look we at are. us now, naysayers. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, the, we had a lot of sand and 
uh, Travis did a lot of research. I did a lot of research. We reached out to ag extension offices and everybody could have told you that we couldn't grow grass on fish camp Rockport because of the, the sandy nature of the soil. And it's not even soil. It's more just sand. It's just straight up white. I mean, dude, it's it's better sand than my kid's sandbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've got just about, what would you say, uh, 70% of a full front lawn growing. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and and kind of some patchy areas. So, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we got some more seed and... Uh, and and it's no secret, right? I mean, it's the Bermuda that's yeah. taken over, but but there's one key thing, right? And that's I you know I think it's just not credited enough. But I really wanted to establish all native grasses, and that's just me, my like bleeding hippie heart that I have, right? And mm-hmm. I know y- y'all, y- you and Justin really didn't like the idea, but y'all went with me for like four hundred dollars worth of seeds. Y'all went with me. But yeah, we got, I I went, the first thing I did is I got all native grass seeds harvested from the Brazoria, um, you know, nature preserve or wildlife preserve, you know, he used to duck hunt over there. Right. And um, refuge, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, we put all those native grass seeds out. And I think that was, that was a little. I forgot about those grass seeds. That was a little full hearted (laughs) for me because, you know, people want mode. They don't want mosquitoes everywhere. They want to be able to see their kids when they like run out into the yard, you know? Strange. Yeah, so strange, right? Like what? No, I, you know, yeah, they don't want four feet tall of native grasses, right? <laughs> In the front yard. But those native grasses stuck, man, dude. They sprouted and they gave that Bermuda just a little bit to grab onto so it wouldn't blow away. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I mean, it, it's it's looking great, man. And it's... I mean, I'm super excited. I think the next, what's the next? What are we going to do next? Well, I don't know. We've been super fortunate with the rainfall that we've had out there. I mean, our pond is about as high as we've ever seen it on the front side and the back side of the property. Um, but yeah, what's next is, um, you know, with all that rain, we all of our oak trees are doing really well. I think Justin pointed out while we were there, um, we've got a tree line on the entrance side of our property and there's a lot of new growth on the bottom of those trees. Whereas before they were all flooded and kind of, uh, not doing too hot. And a lot of the trees on our property are, have a lot of new growth. Trees are doing well, man. Yeah. And, and we're mowing, you know, <laughs> the mowing thing again, right? <laughs> Since we're, we're mowing the front half of the property, the back half is still wild, yeah. you know? speaks to my my heart and mm-hmm. soul right yeah but um the front half mode soul. get and your it, wild soul out there and, <laughs> and get the mulching <laughs> no man the front half's looking great dude it looks like i mean it looks like a park you know and 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 i think trimming up those trees is just going to make them a little healthier right because they were they were all kind of flooded and dying and man it's coming on strong is that what you think we do just like proper like just some trimming making it look a little better Oh, I can, we can always find ourselves doing that. I mean, um, yeah, outside of that, we're talking about, um, uh, a good front gate. Um, and we've, we've tossed around a couple ideas for that. I mean, we're, we're kind of on the back end of a road and it's, it's really private. It's, it's nice to get away. And I mean, this weekend, just amazing stargazing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, getting a front gate installed and then um some some shade or covering over the common area is uh is another for goal. sure common yeah. area is definitely up there i know we want to do it right so we're kind of waiting right. i think the gate i think that's why we were waiting on the gate too because we had kind of grand visions of a big like aluminum automatic gate but yeah man i think that the properties. It's so cool, you know, maybe go like a ranch-style gate, something like I got in Matagorda. Yeah. And I think if we do that, it'll fit well. And and my kids, my wife, you know, I think we got to make us a little nature trail. We got that big horseshoe-shaped pond that Justin dug out, you know? Right. I think think we should make a little nature trail. So, I mean, I think we're going to keep, I think we're going to keep kind of, I think it's cool that we go down there. We use it. We oh, like yeah. the place. I think that's why everybody that goes down there has all had super positive reviews, you know? 
And I think as we keep going down there, we'll keep adding our little touches and stuff like that too. Yeah, absolutely. I am. And you know, also I did have a giant chore list from you, right? Where I had to like restock everything. So I gave you chores. Yeah. So if you're going out there, there's plenty of soap, plenty of what toilet paper and you know, whatever else you need. It's out there, man. We got it. Oh yeah. Fully stocked. We've got a great crew that supports us and what makes fish camp Rockport possible are the people that support us. Um, ABBA cleaners out of Rockport. They're fantastic. They keep, keep us uh clean and they keep us up to date and keep our our uh, guests happy um they <laughs> when i got to uh the tarpon container this uh weekend i noticed that they started doing a little flower on the on the toilet paper when i went into the bathroom i noticed it and just something caught my eye and i don't know why it stuck out to me but uh, they're always doing something new to make the guest experience uh you know i like it man i mean the containers work perfect for us we're a family of four and i think that let's see here justin's a family of five or six now they had five of them with us Y'all are four. I think the kids did a sleepover. So, I mean, you know, I guess it depends on the family, but what, you know, like seven or eight <laughs> can fit in there if needed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is it is what you make it. And, if you, you know, we've got um, good photos on our ads that help you understand what to expect. I mean, I've got a one-year-old and a three-year-old. And uh, like you said, we uh, we travel around with a pack-and-play for the one-year-old. And so we had the pack-and-play at the end of the bed. And uh, my daughter, she's three. She, we had a cot, a little toddler cot at the end of the bed. And, I mean, everyone just, you know, wears themselves out in the in the Passes day in the sun and catches fish and yeah. goes and swims and all the all the things. And We're, we're the same, man. I mean. Bedtime, um, it's bedtime. We we travel we travel a lot, so we travel with a cot. One kid on the futon, one kid on the cot, and parents in the bed. And dude, super, super good. Oh, yeah. So, um, kind of before we get into um, the trip that we had at Port A, as far as fishing is concerned, we got our first listener email. No way. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You know, we've been talking about you know hit us up on info at untamedout.com, and and you're welcome to do so if you have any input or have any questions for us. But yeah, uh, listener Eric wrote in. And uh, he, what he had to say here, he, he said, I can't wait to hear about how y'all's Port A trip went, which we're about to talk about. And uh, he's wondering if uh, we're going to take advantage of the calm early summer conditions and head out for Red Snapper since uh, the season opened as of June 1st. Snapper, yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> we should, probably should have done that for Port A, but, I mean, yeah, I think so. It's definitely outside of my... Um, it's outside of my area of expertise for sure, right? I mean, I'm definitely inshore, and that and that's what I've just done a lot. But I mean, yeah, for sure, dude. Like, let's do it. A lot of times, I'll I'll, I'll jump on other trips with other people, but I don't know. Should we try to just do it ourselves? Well, I mean, uh, I think sna- I mean I've been on plenty of snapper trips, and the act of snapper fishing isn't so much the difficult part as of the knowing where to go for the snapper trips. Well, exactly. And, I mean, and and I've been to plenty of rigs too. You know, like I I know we can go to the rig, we can we can look for the the marks, right? And uh, and then you just got you drop a bait, right? You drop a bait and you see you see what it is, but um. I don't know. I I think I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think we definitely should. I think we definitely, definitely should take the shallow sport out and just go catch our limits of snapper. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you won't be hearing us talk about snapper fishing on this trip uh, when we went out to Port A. Um, But there have been several people um, that I know uh, that have gone out for snapper and uh, specifically the buck hook crew that we we went out and fished the shallow sport tournament with um captain by captain caveman or dj lerma they went out for a snapper trip last week out of south padre island yeah how was that well they did get their limit of snapper but not before they got stuck in a in a summer storm that rolled through um so dj he runs a 
26 foot panga and um they call it la belinda um but you know out of out of south texas they you you get these pangas either out of mexico or imemza pangas and uh, he runs a 26 foot panga that he he restored and it had cactus growing out of it and stuff and uh, you know redid the stringers and and outfitted it and rigged it up and everything and so they took it out and uh, as the story goes they were running offshore in calm conditions you know they were running 27 knots you know flat just nothing but uh, clear skies and then storm rolled through and they ended up in uh, eight foot seas in a matter of minutes. And so, uh, you know, there were several boats out. Um, I think a few maydays were called into the Coast Guard. Um, there was some some news uh, stories that uh, some of the captains that were out, they had Coast Guard choppers flying over them, making sure that boats were okay. Oh, yeah, really? They had the, they had the choppers over them when they were heading back? Uh, oh, not yeah. over them, but uh, one of the other captains had a, oh, really? a chopper circling them, making sure that they were headed back. Oh, dude, that's it's wild, man. I've been there, too. Oh, that's, that stuff's so wild, dude. Yeah, and just 12 miles um, out of the, the 12 miles of the out? Yeah. Dude, yeah, that that's not terrible. I, um... No, I've been there. It's crazy. You know, I think on uh, my younger and dumber days would happen more often, right? You would see those windows and you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's laying down. We got to go now. Yeah. It's not laid down yet, but it's going to lay down. Like, we got to go now. So, you, you know, you, you, you've got, you know, three foot, four foot seas or whatever. And you're like, dude, it's going to lay down. And you're out there and then it doesn't lay down. <laughs> then they get bigger and they get bigger. <laughs> And the next thing you know, you're 80 miles offshore on a 20-foot cat with two, like, 90-horse two-strokes on it, right? Surfing waves back in for 30 hours just to get home, right? Like, <laughs> it, it gets wild out there, man. And, I mean, if you've never been out there in a small boat in the bottom of a big old wave where you can't see out the top, you know, it's... It's a it's a life altering experience. Yeah, I can't say that I've experienced that, and I don't know that I want to. No, no, you don't. But but um, if you ever do, you know, you just gotta trust in yourself, and you gotta you gotta make sure you stay calm. And and yeah, dude, I mean, you can't get in a rush. You know, we just we. God, I remember one trip in particular, and we just that just you used to talk about surfing a twenty foot cat, right? Like just all the way back yeah waves were outrunning us <laughs> Jeez. well you know we've talked about preparedness on this podcast a couple times and uh, you know these guys they had their sat phone and they had a radio on board you know ready if they needed to call the coast guard and um you know they made it back in after they came back in from the storm it it cleared and conditions righted back to flat and uh, they made out, they went back out and, uh, caught their limits and, and made a good trip out of it. But yeah, if you want to catch up more on the story, go to at buck hook on Instagram or, uh, check out, um, uh, DJ at captain underscore caveman and, uh, check out more of the story. Yeah, for sure. And, and so kind of like transitioning from that note, now that I'm not ass young and not ass dumb either i mean maybe a little bit but um but yeah we definitely played it safe in port a today right so we had uh we we did we uh we went we were gonna go as we talked about in the last episode we were gonna go out past the jetties yep. troll for kingfish right that's that's what we talked about yeah and and we did and, and and i had a whole family with me and so it's super cool man i mean my 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 son is four, right? You know what I mean. So mm -hmm. we were playing it pretty conservative, right? Yeah. And um and what what do you think about the trip? Did it really go as planned? Well, um, I don't know if I'd say it went as planned, but um, you know, I think the preparedness for the trip, the gear, everything like that that we'll talk about. I mean, I think we were on point with what we needed to get done, um, uh, and. And yeah, for sure. Just, I mean, yeah, we were on point. Nothing crazy happened. Just a little tougher fishing than we were hoping for. So may maybe tell people where exact, what did we do? Where, where did we launch from? Where did we go? Yeah, so we 
left being at fish camp rockport i mean you're at the ramp in seven to ten minutes con, yeah i think i think con is seven minutes and cove is six minutes yeah i mean it's so it's spot. awesome yeah. i mean just absolute game changer when you're when you're leaving from fish camp rockport but um yeah we launched the boat at con yeah um, the shallow sport right yeah 24 mod v yeah and yeah. um conditions were looking great i mean we we planned the trip say about 10 days out and the conditions really held um to less than uh 10 i guess 10 to 12 mile an hour winds and uh seas were no more than a foot and a half yeah uh, one to two maybe and, and being that close well i mean well keep going i mean so launched at con we're going to where are we going Port we're going, yeah, we're going out to Port A, out the Port A jetty. Yeah, so out the Port A jetties, and there's a big channel for all those gigantic ships and oil rigs and everything that goes out there, too. And so that yeah. was our main plan. Right. Fish the channel and the drop-off. Because, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe not everybody realizes, but after the jetties, it's still a channel. Yeah. They've still channeled it out there because it's very, very deep, right? You know, it's probably 50 or 60 feet deep. Right. There's giant oil platforms and stuff like that. So that, that's where we're going to fish. Not too far out, but that area kind of gets the rougher the rougher waves, right? So we were probably one to twos. Yep. And with a four-year-old and a four-year-old's mama on board, you're not going to get to fish all day. <laughs> yeah, well, and I was really hoping for some action right off the bat because that's what makes – uh, four-year-old ready to go and fish all day oh i know right i i kind of thought i was hoping so too um you know maybe if we would have went the day before and we were out there out past the jays the day before we were just goofing off though right but you know it is what it is um we had all of our gear we had everything on point we had some some big deep diving crankbaits yeah right right and the whole plan um as far as gear was concerned was uh have deep diving baits and then bring uh some baits to run on the top and so we i had uh like i talked about on the last podcast in the preparation was uh two 30 wide uh pen reels that i borrowed from my buddy duncan and um and some some offshore rods with with rolling guides on them so you know real offshore rods oh super heavy duty man i Way mean we could have caught needed. we could have caught a marlin on these rods <laughs> yeah uh, but, but i mean they were great but trolling for, for kingfish yeah great for what we needed and uh and so we put the two uh diving baits on those and we were running those about 30 40 feet down and uh and on top of that had a couple of mid-sized spinning reels that we had some um um top water popping baits that uh, you know try to try to have that variety of the water column you know some on top some down deep and we even got a uh, bait from the marina got got some ribbon fish to to put on the hooks and trail the the top water baits and um you know made some passes um through the through the channel like you said yeah, so what we would do is kind of fish the drop off, right? We, maybe we would fish right out, you know, maybe we would we would, you know, make a path, you know, right outside the channel. Then we'd come back right inside, you know, we kind of crossed it a couple of times. We 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 covered the ground pretty well. Yeah. And I I was with you too. I thought we were I just I thought we were going to get lucky and hook into something, you know, to right. get just to get that action going and get everybody's buy-in and, and then maybe go get a little adventurous, but not everything goes as planned, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that was my first time doing that in a, in a while and um, didn't see the bait ball action. Um, and, and typically I've done this type of trip uh, towards the end of July, maybe early August, and you'll see – um you'll see several boats out there doing that but uh the motivation in doing this trip came from a lot of the a lot of the inshore near shore the jetties action that people were were showing um you know catching some kings from the jetties and and 
near the jetties and things like that up and down the coast and so i don't know maybe just hit it on an off day but well you know what i think i mean if you really know what you're doing and that's your thing you're gonna you're gonna make it happen sure. right not not right there at the jetties right because but you know i've got a lot of buddies that they do that they go offshore um you know all summer constantly but we were on like 10 days of super calm conditions right i mean the water was clear and from my experience even for trout fish in the surf redfish for everything you know it's like whenever you get those conditions and it calms down and you get that clear water coming back in that's when it's good and when it stays like that for an extended period of time it gets tougher right you got those big high pressures sitting over you um the water's super clear everything's kind of everything's kind of finding its safe spot i find it slows down and the bites get pretty tough so i wasn't totally shocked i think we were a little late to the party yeah um, but but i mean it's super cool man i mean it's gorgeous dude so the day oh, before yeah. you know we got out there early me and my family because we kind of go crazy when we get down there and we just want to do everything <laughs> so we got out there and, and so the first thing i did was take him to saint joe off the beach yeah right and i mean dude you're talking like four sandbar like just seeing the bottom like crystal clear and he, and it even throws me for a loop because i'm like whoa you know, like, where are we at? How shallow is it? And, and but, I mean, dude, we just, we just, uh, I mean, I, I, I set an anchor out because I'm super, I'm just super cautious with my family. You know, we set an anchor out, power pulled down on the second bar and, you know, just walk right into St. Joe and beach. And, dude, we had a family beach day where there wasn't nobody around on a mile of either side of us. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was fun. Saw a little, little you know bonnet head shark or something you know come right up to us when we were playing and and uh kids got to see that you know shark in the water right next to them and it's scary and then it's not and uh, so i like that but but not to be too far of a, a tangent right I, I just i think we were on the back side of the conditions i think we were a little late to the party and fishing was tough yeah and you did mention that uh when we recapped our trout trip as there was uh, kind of a stretch of of good, uh, you know, lay down weather, and then we caught the back end of it. Uh, yeah, so I mean, same concept here. I think um, we just, I think, got to keep trying it. Uh, well, in, it in wasn't situation. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a total waste, right? Because no, you know, not, we went. You know, we went. We went to the jetties, right out the end of the jetties. And, uh, you know, spot locked us in a good spot, right? And we got some, we got some cut bait down and we got some big fish tugging on the rods for the kids to see, right? You know what I mean? So we, you know, we kind of went to plan B, right? We go to the jetties and there wasn't a lot of action happening. I mean, we were watching, you know, watching everybody else and a lot of people turning back and, and stuff like that. We had some uh, some big dolphins come up, and the kids got to see them. And they, you know, they they always liked those two, a little bigger than the ones in the bay. Yeah, <clears> I taught got them the about big... the dolphin uh, the dolphin dance. Oh yeah, nobody. I couldn't get anyone charter. to do the dolphin dance. Yeah. yeah, I used to do dolphin watch trips and parasail boats and everything like that. And we we would make our our uh our guests or at least one gullible guest get up on the front of the boat and hop on one leg while tapping their belly and their head and barking like a dog and uh bringing the dolphin in and i did a couple of dolphin yeah, dances dude, not, that's what the dolphin came by in. my kids man dude they're they, <laughs> they are authentic man they're bona fide dude like when we when we're out at the beachfront and stuff too you know people come up and be like how long have they been surfing Mm -hmm. like do y'all live here you know like compliment after compliment i'm like dude nobody's ever complimented me like what about me you didn't see me out there you gotta like, live vicariously <laughs> through your kids that's what you gotta do but um uh, but yeah dude you couldn't fool them and so i mean you know they still love that stuff i love that they love that stuff because sometimes i forget about it right you know the things that we see constantly and we got some big baits down and we got a we got a couple big tugs right and so we hooked up and uh, I grabbed the rod, and I kind of wanted to 
to give it to my daughter and uh she was she was like it's pulling too hard like not i don't want it like i, I want to watch it i'm excited but i, I don't want to do this so we we fought it for a while and i knew right off the bat i was like it's a stingray yeah and and that's fine i, I mean i was kind of hoping we get lucky you know i wanted to catch like a shark or something like that right but um but yeah we fought the stingray i kind of got to explain to them about you know keeping it up not letting it set down what happens when it sets down and stuff like that and we got it to the boat and yeah dude it's still cool i mean man when you see something big like that in the water and you're a little kid they get excited they get pumped up well what happens when a stingray gets you know lays down on the bottom oh dude they just suction to that floor man can't get them up yeah just and, nothing and and you've got uh you know we were on the north side of the jetty on the saint joe side and there was several boats uh spot locked with their trolling motor but i think the boat near nearest us had their anchor line down and so when we did hook up uh our our first thought was you know kind of move away from the crowd oh for sure right because that definitely we're not and, you know, I I know everybody there that, you know, they want to catch a redfish, you know, they want to do something like that, right, too, or trying to catch trout and everything else. And, and you know, we I want to get out of their way, right? So, yeah, yeah. we hooked up, and, and we were on a good spot to, to peel out of there. So I said, as soon as we hooked up, we peeled out of there, get it out from everybody. And, um, and you know, just wanted to fight it um we knew what it was i know not everybody else knew what it was so we're definitely turning a lot of heads you know right and uh everybody wanted to see what it was and and, uh you get a bent rod on the front of the boat and people get real curious oh dude especially with me you know bent over like struggling a little bit holding this rod right you know what i mean and um and yeah, we got out there, but I did appreciate my kids. I mean, they, they're hands on, man. But when we got it to the boat, they were like, you know what? Y'all can handle that one. <laughs> and so I, I appreciated them, you know, staying back just a little bit. And yeah, dude, we, you know, we had to kind of manhandle it and we got the hook out and sent it back on its way. And, and that was fun, but that was kind of it, you know, and, and I didn't want to push it. Right. So we hooked into a couple of those. Right. And then it was, so if that was plan B, it was plan C, you know, and, and it doesn't take much to get me to plan C because plan C is the swimming hole. (laughs) And that's where I get to relax a little bit. Right. So where, where do we go? Yeah. So after, after we hooked up a couple of times, I broke off on one um and uh we we made our way back inside the jetties and um as you come in the jetties uh you can either go back up towards the marina or you can peel off to the north and um head up the lydian channel and there's a nice little spot on the right hand side there where you can you know park and um get out and like uh i think you mentioned uh you know your kids like to comb the beach Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. So, th- I mean, this is a spot where all the PA people hang out, right? So so if you're in Port A, right, and you want to go hang out after fishing or whatever, you go to the Lydian Channel, and, um, and it's nice and it's sandy. It's a drop-off. It's super deep. The water's always cool. It comes right in off the Gulf. Felt great. Oh, yeah, it feels great. It looks gorgeous, man, like something tropical, especially right now. And... Um, and yeah, we get to power pole down with the shallow sport. I throw an anchor out because I put that bow towards the channel, mm-hmm. you know. And then I got that huge uh, casting platform on the bow of that shallow sport, right? Which I love. I think that's probably the reason I bought the boat and went to shallow sport. Yeah, because um, I knew, I knew, I was like, my kids are gonna love this. My wife is gonna love watching the kids do this and i can relax and so we put that big old platform right into the deep water and dude i mean just you talk about somersaults and backflips and 360 spins and anything they want to do their heart's content you know and so and that's what we did man i mean yeah we just chill there and hang out and we had a lot of fun it cools off right you know what i mean you get to cool off after being offshore and just hot and dry Oh, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, you can't put too much pressure on a, on a trip and 
if uh especially you know, with, if it, especially with your kids yeah <laughs> if it's time to time to relax that's where you head and i'm i was still uh a little jacked up to fish and so after the kids did uh i don't know 15 or 25 somersaults they finally went to go comb the beach and i yeah, hermit crabs <laughs> yeah and sought the opportunity to put out a couple rods out in the channel and what you caught exactly what we figured you would catch <laughs> yeah well <laughs> You caught more of them than I did. <laughs> Just because I was reeling them in when we were done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we set out a couple rods with some on the bottom with some cut mullet. And, uh, yeah, as we suspected, uh, the catfish attacked the... Old hardheads. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if the, you know, maybe twice the size of the piece of mullet, too, you know. just Yeah. And I just imagine that those hardheads just ate that mullet instantly or just swimming around there the whole time too you know yeah just perfectly to their heart's content but that's a cool spot man i mean i, th- I think this is good to talk about here too if people don't know like you want to go to the coast and like you want to hang out with your kids and you want to have fun and you know we talk about fishing and stuff too but that's a great spot to explore right so we went back there uh more than that day right so um that was before justin our other owner of fish camp showed up and the next day we went back out there with the whole families and i mean it's fun dude like saturdays is fun out there we had we had both of our boats i got the boat b-o-t-e what do you call it like aqua couch or something you know like the inflatable paddleboard couch platform platform you know i got that tied up between the boats and seven kids running around like crazy and moms and dads everybody relaxing and having fun maybe enjoying adult beverage or or whatever you know and it's super cool spot because it's still part of nature man i mean they get to swim in real real swimming stuff and they get bored and they go up to the coast you know yeah I um I made the mistake, and I'm not going to make this mistake again. I think I know where you're going with this. So the first time we went there, I um I said, hey, kids, you know, because you kind of want that little bit of that break for, you know, mama and dad to, to have a little break. I said, hey, every hermit crab y'all catch, I'll give you a quarter for the candy shop. Mm-hmm. So the candy shop in Port A is the best candy shop, man. And uh, we love it. I love it. We're not even big candy eaters because we, we like, you know, these health food nuts or whatever. But we love it. And uh, so the first day, so when we were there after fishing, they right. were super tired. They brought eight hermit crabs to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, two bucks. You know, and I'm like, I can handle this. You know, I got the money. Like, this is cool. That's two fine. bucks for a little relaxation. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is a good deal. And so the next day, I tell them the same thing. And it's a herd of kids. And I think you're helping them. Oh yeah, and, uh, and say, yeah, so yeah, a floating Captain wade Travis net is going to pay for this one. Yeah, floating wade net and a little pointer to the seagrass little seagrass mot of you know bundled up hermit crabs. Yeah, hundred and twenty five hermit crabs <laughs> later, oh these kids like forty bucks. <laughs> And it was cool, though. We got some cool pictures. I, I probably put on my Instagram. I mean, we got 125 hermit, you know, hermit crabs, and I'm counting them out with Mama right there on that boat um, paddleboard couch, you know. And it, I mean, it's it's such a cool spot and cool people, and you got party people, and you got families, and you got everything in between. Absolutely. No, it was a great time. I know my kids enjoyed it, and uh, and and definitely contributed to the hermit crab compilation uh, yeah i told him I, I did i said look guys like i'm good for it i'm good for my word but you're not spending 40 bucks at the candy <laughs> shop <laughs> but yeah yeah you know i think that um that that's fun that's an adventure it's good for kids and um, a little bit more core to the podcast though is that we did we did kind of redeem ourselves, right? You know, we kind of went back. So we, we didn't just fish outside the jetties. We basically fished in and around Port A this trip. And so after the after the family time and after the offshore trip, it's kind of all three of us owners, me, you, and Justin, we said, hey, let's go out. We'll go out for a quick wade. And yeah, dude, we did good, man. We had fun. We had a ton of fun. We found a little cut. Um, 
real close to super flats and um and yeah we just kind of wore them out man we wore out the uh, trout and redfish right top i i was a top water the whole day were you throwing top water the whole day i did for a while and i kind of took a different route than you and justin did up one of the shorelines and um have had good success there in the past um i think a little bit later in the season um but um i wanted to go look and see what was happening on that side of the of the cut and and area of the coastline so uh, yeah and i'm glad you did that because if you wouldn't have i would have yeah so i do appreciate that but yeah i didn't have to go far man i was wearing them out yeah and we were um and just just so everybody knows too i mean you know there's lots of options when you're around there right so we said hey let's go and let's go wade fish for trout and redfish and uh and, and our goal was to bring a few back to cook at fish camp right so um yeah saturday we were gonna have a party yeah yeah for sure man and uh, I mean, i was like hey we we i I think we still had work planned and family stuff. So it was a quick trip. I think we were trying to be back to the dock by 10. Yeah. And I was like, Hey guys, like I know a spot, like let's go out here. We're going to catch redfish and be done. But dude, I was tickled pink when I hooked in that first trout on that top water. Right. Right. I mean, it was almost one for one, right? Like one trout, one redfish and that you talk about good quality trout, um, nice size trout swimming with the redfish grass flats like uh, you you, that's fun fishing that and that's in my wheelhouse too so yeah when they're mixed in like that you you know you're gonna catch good quality trout and they're mixed in with the redfish it's not like you're on a school of 16 inch trout you know that are are working bait you're in with some good quality trout that you're gonna bring in with some redfish so oh exactly i think that um we kept a few, just enough that I think we, we were able to eat them all that night. So we oh, kept yeah. a few, kind of what we like to do. And, um, and yeah, they were good trout, man. I mean, they were slot trout, which slot trout for south, right? South of Sargent is, is what is that? Do you know? South of Sargent is 17 to... 17 20. to 23. Yeah. And so I, I am definitely part of the party of thinking it's the most ridiculous slot we've ever had. I mean, it drives me wild. For one, that it's... I mean, and I am like... I don't, if I'm not, I know I'm not a long-time podcaster, but you know me. Like, I am pretty much, like, side with biologists. I'm like, hey, like, let's let these people figure it out. You know, I, I like nature. I think we should catch and release. You know, I think we should do all this stuff. But it's like, it's like, dude, seriously? I just, it's so hard for me to comprehend that we shouldn't be keeping five fish, 15 to 20, versus three fish, 17 to 23. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's no shortage of 16-inch trout out there. Anyhow, well, and, yeah, that's my I, rant. I don't want to get too deep can, on this one. Well, you can rant about it all you want, but I mean, I the only what growing up, I always caught caught trout drifting South Texas, and moving up to the mid coast, uh, redfish has been my passion because I enjoy looking for them, hunting them, and uh, and really you know finding them so that way I could uh, sight cast at them, and that's fun for me. Um, the amount of trout that I keep is like few and far between. I enjoy trout, um, but uh, I just I, my like, my fishing methods haven't tailored to trout fishing. I think I enjoy eating trout more than I enjoy eating redfish. I like eating fish, man. I like eating stuff that I can catch, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like knowing where my food comes from, man. And uh, and so I I we eat a lot of fish, and honestly, my kids are spoiled because I think. I think like my wife likes redfish, my daughter likes trout, my son likes flounder, and they think it's just all on tap, right? You know, <laughs> but um, but you know, I I do I I think that if everybody can eat responsibly, you know, that's the best way. That brings the most value to our base system, right? Uh, and so I I do I want people to be able to keep fish. 
and so that's why I kind of go back and forth on that whole trout rant, you know. Um, anyhow, we were super lucky because we were on solid trout, 17 to 23 inches. We were on, you know, great redfish, probably in that same 17 to 25 inch mark, you know, a few right. undersizes. And, uh, and yeah, man, we wore them out all day long. And I, and I don't know, did I tell the lure that I was using? No. Because this is my favorite day. I put on one lure the whole day. And right. the whole day was short because we were back at the ramp by 10. Right. Right. But I didn't, I didn't change. And it was just the old trusty man, black and gold, super spook junior wearing them out. Yeah. Well, and, uh, we talked about the convenience of being at fish camp Rockport and getting to the ramp. I mean, we were at the ramp. I, I told y'all get up by five thirty, and we'll head out. And I mean, was there not boats, boats hooked up to trucks just, just way before. Dude. We also first time I've ever seen a truck sunk. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Dude. Like, uh, qualified stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, truck pulled out of the water with water pouring out of the door jams and all that stuff i mean i feel bad for the dude i mean it's a bummer man but i'd never seen that before so i was i was kind of shocked but but yeah yeah, for sure we didn't get to see it happen but we definitely saw the tow truck was out there and had it had it up no they were pulling it up when we got there yeah they're pulling out of the water you can see all the water pouring out of it still okay yeah no i didn't see that part but uh after we got back from our trip and and I was filleting fish, uh, one of the guides there at the at the fillet table actually mentioned to me that that was one of his guide friends that was backing down on the ramp, and there was some uh, seaweed built up on the ramp, and his back tires happened to be up on the seaweed, and when he launched his boat, it started sliding down the ramp. And no it, way, because it was his, in park. Once he lost his back wheels, yeah, or was, even if he had the emergency brake on, I guess it would it would still be sliding too. So yeah, right. dude, just sliding on the. Ugh. Dude, I'm paranoid. That's why. I mean, I'm 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 constantly paranoid about stuff like that, and ugh, I know it can happen to anybody. Yeah. I think what was the biggest bummer is I think that, I mean, I hope the police officers are writing this guy a warning, but it looked like they were writing him a ticket. I mean, can you imagine, like, sinking your truck and then getting a ticket for it? Yeah. Good God. Um, but anyhow, we didn't have that problem. No. We, uh, everybody woke up on time. We all got to the ramp, got out there. I mean, we were, we were probably launching the boat, you know, just as daylight was breaking and and yeah, we got out to our wading spot. We all hopped out. We had, uh, you know, pretty easy wade, wading boots, uh, kind of my little shoulder strap, you know, one tackle box, some boga grips. Justin had a net, which was nice because he basically followed me around and was netting all my fish, <laughs> which I don't get. I don't get experiences like that all the time. You know, it's nice being able to keep fish personally and 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 uh, and even having a little bit of help. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, so. Yeah, definitely. Travis is is always the first one out there to help you get you on fish and even, uh, you know, fish the fringe areas to, to make sure we're not missing out on, on fish. So it was nice to see him. Well, uh, and then and, if you are on fish, I'm taking pictures. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was good, man. So we put a few in the box and we got back, got them clean. And, and, that, and then that was... And when we got to Fish Camp Rockport, dude, that was another team event, right? I mean, like, Justin got him, you know, got seasoning done. I don't know what he did. He had, like, olive oil and lime juice and some seasoning. We got the fire made. We split some of that old-ass wood that we had. Yeah. It wasn't easy. And, um, and yeah, dude, what, what did we have? We had some deer sausage that you made, asparagus, green beans, yeah, we had Fresh a whole fish. smorgasbord. We had uh, Justin's wife uh, made some appetizers. I think we had some chips and salsa and um, some nice uh, cheese and meats and stuff like that. But um, I mean, we, yeah, as as we got back and people got cleaned up, we 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 did not spare any expense in in uh, having a good time. So. Oh, there you go, man. I mean, you know, campfires, fresh food, cold drinks. We had, um, you know, we had two boats, so we had, you know, plenty of room for the boats. I mean, it's just, that's why we call it fish camp, right? It's, 
it's it's a super fun base camp and and yeah man i mean talking about that night and hanging out with friends and and uh and the fresh food dude that's got me thinking like what's next man well um summer is in full swing so we have uh we have competing <laughs> schedules now <laughs> that's that's a that's a interesting way of putting it cuz i would have said we have no idea <laughs> we don't know what we want to do next man right we we need to check the weather, dude. Do we got a ten day forecast? I think we've got about a ten day window to make sure we stay on the podcast track, right? We don't want to let our listeners down, right? So yeah, dude, let's check it. Where are you going to check it out first, man? Well, I figured right Matagorda. in the middle of right in the middle of where we normally, uh, you know, kind of try to fish, but um, just ten day Matagorda weather. We're looking at. Oh, average 15 to 20 mile an hour winds um, all the way through uh, the end of June. Okay, yeah. So, so tell everybody what what uh, what was your go-to weather? What were you checking right there? I'd typically just start at the Weather Channel. I would just do Weather Channel 10-day forecast, and um, I mean, for the most part, it's on average. It's not going to give you super details. Um, but uh, you know, you know, if it's telling you 20 to 30 miles an hour, eh, you're, you're probably not looking at super great uh, conditions for crossing any bay. Um, and then usually I'll branch off of there, you know, I'll, I'll go North and South from there and see if, uh, maybe it's a localized, um, localized bad conditions, uh, maybe storms popping up on the, on the, on the North side of the coast, but. Yeah, what do you, what's, I, your, um, what's your go-to? Um, I, I normally, I think, I think when you, I think I set you up right when you say the ten day, you kind of got to do the Weather Channel, right? I normally use the Windy app. Yeah. Or is it like Wind dot app? I don't, I don't remember. I'm gonna have to check, but I like to look at those because I, I can get a pretty quick feel for you know, like you said, is it, is it you know, fifteen to twenty? Is it ten to fifteen? You know, what, what's it doing? And that can kind of you know set set myself up but man i mean glancing at it it looks like we've just got the regular prevailing you know kind of summertime southeast winds going so i think it's going to be i don't know man what are you thinking what do you kind of want to do i mean what, what what's your schedule look like well, my schedule for the near future is uh, we're we're taking a little trip. My wife and I we're going with some friends, and we're going to be in Las Vegas uh, for about five days. And um, there's no Texas coast in Las Vegas, um, but we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna get to see some stuff that we haven't seen. Uh, we're gonna drive over to the Grand Canyon. Uh, see the Hoover Dam. We might do some hiking um, on the on the west side of Las Vegas and go out to the Mojave Desert and uh, maybe check out the uh, the Red Rocks Canyon. Uh, well, that, that's cool. But so basically, all I'm hearing is not fishing. We're going to be fishing <laughs> on the ninth or tenth day of this ten ca- ten day forecast. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So yeah, man, I think that um I mean it's uh it's just looking windy, dude. I'm checking kind of middle coast. I don't know. I imagine down south it's gonna be just as windy too. Oh yeah, South Padre Island uh twenty six on Wednesday and uh yeah fifteen to twenty, fifteen to twenty. Yep. I mean that's pretty typical for down there. Yeah, pretty normal summertime. So, I mean, I think what I'm hearing now is, like, we're going to kind of have to have our go-tos, right? I mean, that's normal coast weather, you know? So a lot of people that book trips out in advance, you don't have any idea what the weather is. And and they'll ask me all the time, oh, it's blowing 20 miles an hour. Is that too much? Right. And I'll be like, no, dude, that's, like, normal. Well, and that's why we, I kind of, you know, we've we've talked to, talked about um the abnormal calm conditions here early in the summertime that yeah. we've tried to take advantage of so yeah for sure because summertime comes man and you're gonna have the calm days and you're gonna have you know i guess what i call the normal days because the normal days happen more than the calm days 
And so, yeah, we'll just, we'll find somewhere. If the wind's too much, we'll find some protection. If not, I like fishing wind. I like fishing windblown shorelines, you know. We'll find some uh, real skinny water where it's not too rough to cross and navigate in, and, and that's probably where we'll get out and wade. Yeah. I think that, yeah, so I don't know, man. Maybe this one is a little bit up in the air. Maybe we go to, you know, maybe we go back to Matagorda. Um, you know, maybe not. Maybe we go to, maybe we stay around Galveston or something like that, too. I tell you what, maybe if somebody can write into us and tell us, like, hey, this is where you should go. If somebody can write in and tell us where we should go, and I like it, and I choose to go there, I'll send them a lure kit. What do you think about that? A lure kit? Yeah, like like a Lone Star Guide picked out, professionally sourced lure kit. I think if to make it worth it, you have got to send your latest black and gold topwater. <laughs> the beat up one? No, for real, though. I'm going to send them like... My go-to lures, I got. I know I got like little tackle boxes. I used to make a lot of this stuff. I'll send my my go-to lures in a tackle box to your door, fastest Amazon, not okay, really. UPS. And uh, yeah, dude, if you write us info at untamedout.com, and I'm like, that's where I want to go. Windy conditions. I mean, we're looking at southeast winds, twenty to thirty. Like, you know, tell me where where we should go. And and hey, dude. If we pick it, we'll send you some lures. I like it. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think there's a possibility that we could make our way back down to South Texas um, over the 4th of July weekend, Um, and there's some possibilities down there too. So like Travis said, right in. Um, We're open to suggestion. Um, No uh, fishing spot or, or bay or coastline is out of the question this is untamed out exploring the texas coast so that's what we're here for and um you know i like it man i think that's it dude i think i'm ready sounds good let's get out of here head it out head it out